Join us on this multidimensional journey as we uncover the timeless connection between medicine, magic, spirituality, and the mysteries of the universe. I'm Olive. And I'm Raven. And this this is is the the Double Double Rainbow Rainbow Podcast. Welcome to the Double Rainbow Podcast. I'm Olive, and this is Raven. And today we are very blessed, very lucky to be interviewing our guest, Jordan Perry. She is a tarot reader and an energy reader. And what else uh, is it that you're now offering, Jordan? Because she has a few new offerings. Yeah, so right now I'm offering, obviously, the personal one-on-one tarot readings, but I'm also launching the Sacred Self Workshop which is a five-week workshop. It's one-on-one, just me and you doing, um, there's four tarot readings involved. We go into the self, the shadow self, surrounding energies. And um, the last week we kind of just do a tarot reading that's an overall look and there's journal prompts, affirmations, shadow work and support. So I'm really excited to be launching that this year. Beautiful, that sounds amazing. And how can people find you? Do you have a website, social media? Yeah, so everything is under Jordan J. Perry. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Jordan J. Perry and at jordanjperry.com. Beautiful. And you're popping off on TikTok, so I'm excited for more people to get to know you. Um, So how did you even get into tarot? Because we are all tarot readers. We all use divination. And so what is your personal experience? How did you dive into it? Have you been doing it a long time? It was a very interesting um, introduction. So my mom is very intuitive. She's all about Oracle cards. And so she's always had them in this space. I was so resistant, um, never wanted to touch them, never wanted to play with them. And (laughs) three years ago, my friend, I'm going through a breakup. I'm boy crazy at this point. And she's like, watch this tarot reading on YouTube. And she sends it to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's speaking to me. How does she know this? This is magic. And so I got a tarot deck so I could start reading the energy. I'm going to preface this. This is, um, I learned from this mistake. So those listening, please do not follow my footsteps. (laughs) I did get a tarot deck so I could start reading the energy of the men I was dating. And um, I quickly learned that was not the right intention, but Ever since then, I started reading for friends and family, and I've now been reading professionally for the last year. So a very um, interesting introduction to it, maybe not the healthiest or most advised way to get into tarot, but it it all works out. It was very divine. And it got you there. And you brought up a really important point, which is about energetic boundaries. So is there anything else you can say on that? Because some people might be listening and be like, that sounds fine. Like I read energy on every man who comes into my life. What's wrong with that? So of course, everybody's going to have different boundaries and, and different ethics when it comes to their practice. But for you, what's the importance of boundaries? And what are some of your energetic boundaries? Yeah. So um, especially when it comes to a significant other, I will not read their energy. Um, I have found that when I read about situations that are too close to me and that other person is not present, it leaves too much room for bias. And I've just caught myself. That's when my emotions do get involved. So that is a big boundary for me. Even if I'm, I so badly want to know it's, it's, um, it's clouded judgment. And so I just will not go there. Um, other energetic boundaries are, you know, I'll read for some, let's say someone comes to me for a love reading. That's pretty common. Um, 
in that scenario, I will read about that other person's energy that's not present as it pertains to them. But as far as let's say someone came to me as asking, you know, what's their relationship with someone else? I won't go there. Um, it's, I really try to, you know, hold an accountability and, um, have it to where the energies that I'm reading for are present or involved. And I just will not go beyond that boundary. It just, it, I don't think that the message for me anyway, in my experience has ever, um, been as clear and authentic as it needs to be. So I just will, will not cross that boundary. <laughs> totally. I've, I'm the same way. I've also come to the understanding that if I do cross those boundaries, it damages the relationships with the energies and the guides that I work with to even provide good readings. And then it hurts like the whole practice. So it's, it's not worth it. What about you, Raven? So again, we're all three professional readers. So <laughs> three in one space. I can't believe technology is even working right now. Um, yeah, I really don't do love reading. I'm super, uh, put a wall up. It's like, I'm not going to do a love reading. I'm not going to do a relationship reading. Not, I really only do readings on energy that is coming in. Um, what I've noticed, especially is I always get the same questions and there are, am I on the right path? Yes. Which that is one that I think you can really answer with tarot because you usually are on the right path. That's not really the question you're asking. You're kind of asking for, um, guidance and to know that they're with you and they will always show up for you if that's what you're asking for. And I noticed mm -hmm. that sometimes they don't show up when it's those kind of questions, especially, um, and I've noticed these on your TikToks too, where you're pretty firm, Jordan, of I'm not going to do legal. Um, I'm not going to do, you know, like court cases, pregnancies, things like that. So what do you say? Like, absolutely no to, I'm not going to answer your question kind of thing. Yeah. So like you had said, any legal issues at first, it was no serious legal issues, but then I just, I have. <laughs> <laughs> it, it gets so messy. That's subjective. You know? It's subjective. And I just don't want to go there. Um, I've become, as my practice has developed, I've understood where my strengths are. And I mean, I feel like potentially I, I could read on any situation, but I know that in certain situation and dynamics, that's where I really can offer my medicine, um, which is typically like the shadow selves. And I'm, I'm not going to get there really with, with the a legal question. So legal questions are absolutely not mental health issues. I have a lot of respect for, you know, I think that sometimes in the spiritual community, we think everything is spiritual, but sometimes it does come down to the biology of someone's health. And I don't mm -hmm. want to step into that. Pregnancies won't do children. I won't do. And then if there's energy, that's just not present, I won't go there either. Yeah. Um, I, I like to just keep it, you know, it's, it's such a tool and I like to respect it. And I also like to I respect my relationship with tarot, which I know it's different for everybody, but totally. I, I just will not go there. And kind of similar is how do you protect your space when doing these sessions with people and opening up this kind of space? How do you keep yourself safe and protected before, during, after? <laughs> yeah, that has been something that I'm so thankful has evolved um, when I first started. I would put my cards in the sun and be like, we're good. <laughs> I love that. That's, I read online, how do you cleanse a deck? You put your cards in the sun, perfect. And then I, how do you cleanse a deck? Not you put a crystal on the deck in the sun. I'm like, okay. And I, I get rejuvenated from the sun, but my personal relationship with um, that star is not cleansing. It actually for me is rejuvenation. So it's not really yeah. 
doing anything. And that's more of like a personal thing. So to open a reading, um, especially on TikTok, it's more like now casting a circle. I always have the elements. So I'll have candles burning. I have my sea salt lamp. I have um, a, a thing of water to absorb everyone else's energy. And then I have my crystals nearby. Um, and before, you know, I ask my guides to come here and to protect me, I will Palo Santo or smoke cleanse my space and myself and just say that I'm protected. And then when I get off too, I just can't even be by my phone and I need to just sit, yeah. see where I'm at and then do, you know, like some smoke cleansing again, wash my hands and usually have some tea or something. Um, and same within the personal, I'm very much in the personal, we're a little bit more one-on-one and connected. So we'll take three breaths together to connect our energy. But at the end, I always say three breaths to disconnect our energy mm-hmm. and then advise them to take three separate breaths on their own. And then I will take my own three separate breaths just to make sure that we've told the energy how we want it to operate. And now we're asking it to no longer be entangled. Mm-hmm. And that has made a huge difference for me in my practice. Yeah, that's amazing. And on your um, lives, I've noticed you started to incorporate um, like very high frequency beats that you can tell is literally deterring yeah. specific people because yes. they're like, what is this music? It sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, half the people like, will be like, oh, I don't like this. This is boring. And I'm like, peace out. This is, I'm not your reader. And I'm, I'm okay with that because yeah, the cleansing, that's another one. Cleansing frequencies on all the time, even in my car now, sound has done a lot. I'll clap, you know, but those cleansing frequencies on TikTok have <laughs> changed the game for me. <laughs> I love that. Have you noticed that when you don't have those boundaries and say you go from one reading to another, because you do do multiple Mm -hmm. in a time, um, does it start to get muddled? Like, do you start to get confused or what, what kind of happens energetically where you're like, uh Oh yeah. So I know that I've, I've, um, fucked up pretty much. (laughs) I am trying to connect and I'm just like, um, uh, like staring at the cards. Like I just can't, and I won't, I won't fake a reading. I, I have to be there. So what yes. ends up happening is they've paid for a five minute reading and maybe it's taking me 10 to 15 to get the message, which is now draining my energy, which tells me, girl, your energy has been sucked. I've even had times when people in the comments are, you know, we'll have people that are really religious that are like, this is yeah. the devil, whatever. And I, before setting up these boundaries, it would cut off my channel sometimes because mm-hmm. they're wow. sending me this energy and I'm absorbing it. And I, I just wasn't aware. So yeah. I'll notice if my channel gets weakened, um, which doesn't happen anymore, but that was in when I first started doing TikToks, that was an obvious one, or I'd feel fine. I'd be so high on life. And, you know, I'm like off the TikTok, wake up the next morning and I can't perform. I'm yeah. exhausted. My throat is like, my body is breaking down uh-huh. and I won't feel until the next day. So I learned really quickly because it was, um, it was like do or die kind of for me. Oh my gosh. I know exactly what you are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You're so brave for being on TikTok live. Um, that's why I avoid it. Uh, so (laughs) speaking about hurting, how can tarot be a tool? Like how do you see tarot as a tool of healing? Cause I know that that's one of your focuses. How, how does it do that? Like, what does that mean to you? For me, I'm using it as a healing modality. Someone had said it beautifully in a reading and I can't stop thinking about it. They said, it's not even 
because some readings, you know, there's epiphanies and some readings, it's just validation of, I knew that this is what I was feeling. I just didn't know for sure. They just need that confirmation. Um, but they had said, you know, you allowed me to physically see what I'm feeling. You literally took the energy out of the air and put it in cards. And I can see visually what's happening with the colors and the symbols and everything. So I feel like that was really healing for people to be able to look at what they're feeling to, you know, to put it from a feeling to a sight, um, switching between the senses and giving, um, seeing them. I think that a lot of times, especially in my shadow work, I, I'll go there, you know, and I'm really good at holding the space to where it, there's no judgment at all. One of my sayings, my slogans, if you will, is only awareness, never judgment. Like I'm only here to bring awareness, what you do with that. And I leave such a space of like, there's no right or wrong way to do life. You have the permission when you're getting a reading from me, I set that space. So I think that that just allows people the permission to have this authenticity within themselves um, that maybe they didn't even know was lacking. So I think that that is also really healing and just, it's kind of like a therapy session at points. So just to feel heard and supported, not only on a physical level with people and a reader, but on a spiritual level, because they can feel my spiritual energy. They can feel my, you know, my the entities I'm working with as well as their own. And just to create that container of, you know, let's talk about anything. And if you are looking for validation, if you're looking for confirmation, if you're looking for answers, and it just, I think it just provides people a lot of peace and mm-hmm. it just gives them the space to accept themselves and their reality. Totally. I like that. Well, so on the flip side of that, because like you're saying, especially with shadow work where, you know, trauma comes up and we want to be trauma informed readers, um, is there ways that tarot can possibly, you know, hurt people or re-traumatize them or, um, people, you know, using it instead of healing, like, can it go the other direction? Because I feel like we've seen it as readers across the entire spectrum a little bit. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think that um, it's really important for tarot readers to use their discernment. Like I, for example, am getting different certifications and being trauma-informed come January, which will allow me a a different capacity and different um, (laughs) capability of dealing with readers. Because there's some people, I think some readers that I mean, we can, we can say that we're an open channel, but there's, there's definitely um, a chance for our perspective to come into play. And I think that when you're dealing with people that are dealing with trauma, one, you can't push it. I learned that very easily with how my energy work and how that operates. I was told from a mentor, you know, if you bring it into their space without them asking, you will cause chaos. And I can completely see that because if people, you have to match people where they're at. I don't ever want to, you know, if you're trying to heal someone and they're, they're pushing it, you also have to use your discernment of like, Hey, the cards aren't wanting to go there. There's a repeated message. I think that, you know, if you push them, you you might get your answer, but I think that that can be an issue and also becoming dependent on your reader or dependent on the cards. I shared earlier how I got into tarot. I was watching YouTube videos, like five different readers on YouTube talking about my Zodiac sign and how it's showing up in love and what that person is thinking. And I created these fantasies because maybe I am tuned into that collective, but the details aren't there. It's a general reading. So taking general readings for fact, I feel like that can, you know, that can be the complete opposite of healing. It's a dependency and it's a need. And then it creates this fantasy and it it just gets so messy. You know, you just, you gotta, it's a great tool, but it's not, um, 
your saving grace. You know, I feel like that it's important yeah. for you to be that for yourself and just look at it again as a modality to help and assist, mm-hmm. but not to be, you know, what you, your, your breath, your air, you know, like you're, yeah. you need to live. Or, I need this all the time. <laughs> I'm so happy. I am so happy that you're doing the trauma informed trainings. I wish that every reader did those, to be honest. Uh, I'm actually making a class with Raven on one. I used to be a social worker. So I'm going to start doing that this winter. Some of those classes, because one, we need more tarot readers in general to anybody's listening. That's like, oh, but there's so many readers out there. You know what? There's not enough. Uh, (laughs) So don't let that stop you. But also, if you really are serious about starting to read for other people, listen to what Jordan's saying, consider some of these things, because there is great power to um, assist people in their healing process. But then there's also the great responsibility of we do have the capability of re-traumatizing people. And that is not what we want to do. We're here to help. (laughs) So And and we've all done it or at least maybe not olivia because she like went to school for this like during and things like that but i mean honestly i can look back and i'm like oh like sick to my stomach where yeah i think i re-traumatized someone and i don't ever want to do that it feels Mm -hmm. awful um and the person feels awful and it also sometimes it'll become like combative and then you wish you never did the reading like you're like i should have never done that um so if that's happened to you, definitely listen to this and think about how you can be more informed and how you can work with that because it doesn't feel good and you know it when you've done it. And um, if more of us were aware of it, like Olive said, it would be a lot less, there would be a lot less people thinking negatively about it. I feel like because some people have valid concerns um when there's tarot readers out there especially on um social media and tiktok that sometimes i'm like whoa like the stuff olivia has said occasionally that tarot readers have told her has blown my mind (laughs) awful just one quick example before we move on i was in a very uh toxic relationship and i went to a reader looking for just i needed more more motivation to leave i needed some more motivation to get out of it and this reader seriously like i don't know how they even got this from the cards at all pulled a few cards and was just like this is the best that you're ever gonna get stop even looking elsewhere don't even consider leaving this person you're overreacting to what they're doing which i hadn't even told them what they were doing I just said that I was experiencing issues and I was needing support in my kind of like breakaway process. And I wanted some more guidance from spirit on how to do so. And they just totally shot me down and I stayed. And that was my choice, but I was in a very vulnerable position at that time. And I, that was not helpful. It was actually the opposite of helpful. So that's one of the many things you'll hear about in this class. I have a lot more examples that are actually even worse than that, uh, but just for a taste. So <laughs> that being it's said- It's almost like they give it to you and then you have to unlearn that. Like, it's yes. like you just put an obstacle in your own way. You just lost trust in the the tool, the modality. And you in have yourself. to rebuild it. Yeah. And it's like, Mm-mm, that's that doesn't feel good. That makes my heart hurt. <laughs> Yeah. So there's obviously a lot of responsibility that comes with this career path and that comes in being this this position, you know, member of our community or society. So that being said, are there other things, Jordan, you 
think people would benefit from knowing maybe before they step into this path or they're new on this path on like, what are some of the other struggles or, or things just to be aware of when you get going down this road? I think for the, the biggest thing for me was if I, I made a big decision, I really sat down with myself and said, you know, are you, do you want to step into this? Because I understood the responsibility. If you're giving people guidance, you have to take trauma-informed courses. You have to do shadow work. You have to show up as best as you can for yourself to be the best channel, to be the best for like person. I, I learned that when I, for example, drinking and smoking, they're like toxic to my body and it affects my channel. So if I want to be a girl that can go casually get a glass of wine, I can't live that life anymore. And that's okay. I'm, I'm so happy to make these sacrifices, but you have to take it seriously. I have to make sure I am constantly healing, not only and in learning. I've, I've really do dove into um, anytime someone comes in my space, I I'm hungry for like, how did you get here? What are you doing? What's your perspective on life? The bigger my perspective, the bigger the people, the bigger the amount I can help. You know, I, I want to dive into every form of life that I can see everything from any angle. And I've made that a mission because that just, again, opens me up to so much more. If I'm closed off and I'm stagnant where I am, okay, I'm, I'm sure I could still help people, but I'm here for a reason, The per like where I'm trying to take this tarot practice is just beyond, you know, live readings on TikTok. So I, my channel has to be good. My energy has to be good. My nutrition then has to be good, which means my hydration has to be good. I have to be exercising, which these are things I would love to do for myself anyway, but now it is my job. P having people in my space, I could have people that I love before and maybe my boundaries weren't being respected and they could have been sending me whatever energy and I could still show up at my nine to five, do the same thing and it's fine. I could show up at my nine to five tired. I could show up at my nine to five pissed. You can't do that when you're a tarot reader. It's so, or for me in my practice anyway, I've learned that I have to be operating at my most high vibrational self. And that comes with a lot of sacrifices. There's just not a lot of um, room for me to, to indulge in rebellion, I guess I should say. So, and I'm okay with that. It's taught me a lot about myself. It's taught me a lot of strength, but you really have to take, you know, consider I'm doing this for other people. And this is a service that really like people will like you said you stayed with that guy even though maybe you shouldn't have people will take what you say as if it is you know their truth depending on who you're reading for so you have to be careful and you have to be just honest and pure I think in your energy and you can't put uh, you know put your energy on other people there's just there's a lot of responsibility and it can't I think just because you can read the cards doesn't mean you should be a tarot reader so really look into that, ask yourself, you know, can I commit to this? Definitely. I think it takes a lot of responsibility and everyone's is different. You know what I mean? Your mm -hmm. drug and alcohol thing too. We've talked about this a lot of times is comes from your past lives so of you yeah. being poisoned and you having communications with your ancestors, um, that are saying, don't do that. Um, which obviously everyone's different. Yeah. Maybe you do breath work or maybe you do yoga. We all have like our own ways of connecting and trying to clear the channel type of thing which is reflected in how different everyone reads so different yeah everyone sets even sets up their space differently everyone communicates differently um so making sure that you're really figuring it out for yourself you're really you know doing that work with yourself yes. to understand it and it, it ultimately will help you in your own practice 
with your own spiritual communication with your guides and your own healing. And so I think that all of the work that tarot readers do for other people, it always comes back to ourselves. And it's amazing. I think it's one of the best things about being a tarot reader is um, not only helping people, but you really empower yourself in your own spirituality and your own communication with the channel. Mm-hmm. Totally. So. And, and with that, I mean, you already kind of went into it is the flip side. What are some of the really beautiful things about choosing this path and being a reader for other people? Like, why are we, why are we doing it? <laughs> I think some, okay. I'll, I'll start answering this question is I was hanging with a friend and she said the best thing she could ever give someone was peace. And at first I was like, oh, you know, that's a great answer. You know, I'm like, whatever. And then I really started to ponder <laughs> it. And I'm like, peace is such a blessing to truly feel peace. Like that's, I think what a lot of the time we're all striving for is just to feel pe- at peace. And when I think about tarot, that I feel like that's really what you can provide people. Even if it's a harsh truth, even if it's a shadow aspect, or maybe it is the confirmation they're looking for. And you're like, great. They're, you know, like my job opportunity is going to be great. You know, this is the energy I can adopt. I have this knowledge now, but it just brings them, even if it's a temporary state of peace. And so for me, I think that that would be the flip side is just, you know, you can provide them the clarity, the validation, and just, a knowing and a state of accountability and responsibility of their reality yeah. and steps to move forward. It's not even like, Hey, here's your life. And then that's it. You know, you can also advise them or give them perspective on energies to adopt energies that they maybe need to release. And it just gives people, you know, I think sometimes we all have like option A, B or C swirling in our head. And just to be able to focus on one and know, okay, this is the most prominent energy in my life. And how, if I want to shift that energy, how to do that, what, I mean, that's peace right there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that's funny that you say that because I've actually had the opposite that has like really affected someone where I said, listen, you're looking at one thing and look at all of this that there is as well. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like, your peripherals are like, you need to look around. You need to see all of these choices and all of these options. This is not, you know, one way, one direction. Cause sometimes we feel so stuck and right. like, oh, I, I'm stuck on this road. I'm never going to get off of it. And you're not looking around at your surroundings because your head's down because you're, you know what I mean? You're feeling the weight or whatever it is that's happening. And so I think sometimes a, a tarot reader or anyone that practices divination can kind of show you alternative um, options, alternative energies that are right there for you, that all you need to do is have awareness of them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Very different ways to support people. That's my favorite part is, is being a support system in people's life. Cause I don't know if y'all have heard the saying like, Oh, like we're never given more than we can handle. I think that there's a part of that missing, which is with support and with support from our community. Cause obviously if that was true, there wouldn't be people having awful times. Uh, with their life. So I really think we can get through a lot when we do feel supported and we know that we have genuine support. And the great thing about being a reader is you're not only it's you supporting that person, but you're helping that person open their eyes to the support that already exists around them that they can tap into at any time without you even there. So Mm -hmm. I love that so, so much. And very different, but we did want to ask you about 
do you read for yourself? If you do, how does that go? If you don't, why not? Okay. Yeah. Um, I do not read for myself. I've tried and I'll just pull the whole deck. I will just keep <laughs> pulling cards because it doesn't make any sense to me. It's not giving me what I want to know. And it, it's, it, I cannot get to the channel. I can only get to my own bias, my own perspective, my emotions. Well, it's just a boundary that my body has. And yeah. I, again, kind of bouncing back to what I said, like with the sacrifices I've had to make, it, it's a lot about my past lives. I truly believe and Raven can attest to this. She had told me in my um, blueprint reading, which I'm going to just quick commercial, definitely take her. Like if you can get a reading from Raven on the blueprint that changed my life, that helped me step into tarot at a different angle. And even more, um, back to my story, uh, she had said in that reading, you know, I will not be, I will not reach the potential that I have. If I do not share in past lives, I've been very stingy with information. I've been very, um, egoic and manipulative. So in my personal life path, it's really important that I do share perspective and I'm so tied to tarot. I have such a deep respect for tarot, a love for tarot and a, such a deep connection. I can pull a card and I have so many messages from it. I feel very blessed because not all tarot, you know, we're all at different levels on how we interact with our tarot deck. And for me, that is just, it opens my channel right up and I can get there. Um, but I can't read for myself. And I think it's, funny because I think it's like, you can only give this, mm -hmm. you love this and you want it for yourself so bad, but you can only give it to others. And I just think that that again is my life path. And that's why I have to have, you know, certain boundaries and sacrifices with my practice. It's all very uniquely divinely tied into my soul and what my soul has chosen <laughs> to do in the past. Deep. So, yeah, so I cannot read for myself. It is strictly a gift I was given to serve. I love, I love that. that. Olivia, do you read for yourself? I've never asked you this. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought I figured as much. No, um, I have very different circumstances with my being. I actually can't really do a lot of spell work for myself because of similar reasons, but I can do divination for myself. Uh, obviously though, if it's something highly emotional, I do tend to want to get a second opinion just to kind of make sure um, that I'm not totally going off of my biases, but yeah, I do. Do you Raven? Oh yeah, I do all the time. <laughs> Everybody's different. Yeah, I think so. I think everyone's different. I mean, recently though, I did have um, a time where I was trying to read for myself, but I was very emotional and I'm not really an emotional person, um, but I was very emotional and I had to text Jordan was like, I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I got like these cards literally don't belong together. This is like not at all the energy <laughs> that I feel. And then Jordan just whips out a few cards and I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, and so that was obviously, I think one of the reasons too that um, besides the soul path thing that you would have difficulty is if you're really emotional, you're and you're a channel, right? You're going to affect what cards you pull. Um, like you're going to, Sometimes I find myself like hoping for a card, which is not good. <laughs> like, I'm like, give me the star, give me the star. <laughs> you know, and if you're like psychic or you're connected, come on, man, we've all done it. We're like, yeah, you can pull that card, you know, you know which one it is. And so at that point, you kind of lose trust and validation in that. Am I man, like, am I 
forcing this? Am I choosing this or am I allowing the energy um, to come through? And if it's, if it's muddled and foggy, it's not going to come through. So, yeah, totally. We only have a few minutes left. So I think Jordan has some self tarot prompts. So like, if you are looking for some questions to ask, uh, I think she has yourself. a few ideas. Yeah. Yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, some of the best questions to ask, um, I do this on TikTok, it's like my form of a general reading is, what's an energy that I need to leave? What's an energy I need to maintain? And what's an energy I need to adopt? I think that that's done a lot for me. Yes, um, it's a great one. For others in general. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it just tells you like, where are you at? What What's going right? And where are you going? And you can kind of see the difference. Um, it's same with, you know, I'll ask or have others ask themselves, what energy am I currently in? And what energy do I need to be in for this to be more probable or more possible for me? And then when you have them lined up next to each other, you can kind of see the difference of, well, there's a lot of water over here, but there's a lot of wands here. Like maybe I need to step out of my emotions and put more action into it and just not think about it so much. There's so many, I think there's such... Um, such a perspective on being able to compare and contrast what is going on and what you want to be going on and to see those side by side. Um, You can also obviously do like past, present, future for yourself. You have a specific question, but I, um, I really think those are the two that I would suggest because it, it pretty much can be applied to anything. And it just gives you, it's like clear, easy. You don't have to be, you know, a seasoned reader to really be able to grasp what is being communicated with you. It's pretty simple. I love both of those so much. Well, everybody, make sure to check out you say it's Jordan J. Perry on both TikTok and Instagram, correct? And and the website, and her website.com. And check out her new one-on-one workshop, which sounds freaking awesome. Thank you. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, well, thanks for coming so on. Yeah, we we loved it. This is awesome. I wish we had more time. I know. We'll do another one probably, I'm assuming. I feel like we're going to do another interview in the future. And that'll be fun because maybe you like started your workshop and stuff. So you'll have mm-hmm. things to, to reflect on about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look look forward to our next interview with Jordan. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Check out the Double Rainbow Podcast on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple. And thanks again. I'm Olive. And I'm Raven. And this this is is the the Double Double Rainbow Rainbow Podcast. Podcast.